Today on episode 89 of the Home of Play podcast, Rockstar falls face first into the ground with the GTA The Trilogy, the definitive edition. Call of Duty Vanguard launch sales are taking a massive hit in the UK and are down 40%. And the Video Game Awards nominees are announced. Go and vote. All that and more. Let's get some intro. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back to episode 89 of the Home of Play podcast, where every Monday the two best friends join forces to give you all the latest in PlayStation rumors, news, reviews, and that is because we are the true PlayStation fans. I'm your host, Steve, and with me, I'm joined by the king of platinum trophies himself, Christopher. Hello, hello. With Christopher again. Yes, you've heard me correctly again. We have the 60 frames of Curtis. Hello. Yay, Cordis. The Home of Play podcast is a self-supported podcast. We don't include any of that bias or pay for opinion stuff that you do not need here. This allows us to bring you the PlayStation news that you actually need or want to know. All of our content is free for you to enjoy at your leisure. We only ask you to help support the show by subscribing to the Home of Play podcast, by telling your friends, family, and the vampires about the show, and that they can find us on all your favorite podcast services of choice, such as Spotify, Apple, or Amazon. Every month we're growing, and it's all because of lovely gaming homies, helping to spread the cause of the power of word mouth if you have any comments questions or complaints please send any of those to our email address homeofplaypodcast at gmail.com and then we can read your questions on the show or alone in private while we discuss how battlefield 2042 doesn't work and me and chris predicted it the whole time imagine that uh it's almost like their track record uh spelled out a storybook for us but whatever on today's episode we have four news articles to discuss but first as always let's begin with what we've been up to this last week starting with yet again christopher not too much for me i wrapped up kina bridge of spirit uh got the platinum on that uh that was fun um it was definitely difficult that those that final boss took me a couple tries it's funny the final boss himself wasn't actually the problem there's a the final boss has like multiple stages and there's like a middle stage where you end up fighting like a, a previous like mini boss from the game and I had more trouble with that guy than I did the final boss. Um, but good game, definitely recommend it. Uh, I think I don't know if we have an article based on it, but it sounds like the physical version of the game is actually going to be released now, so you'll be able to pick that up uh, if you're someone who doesn't want to download digital. Um, really recommend it. It was it was quite good. Um, other than that, I didn't play too much. I jumped on Mass Effect 2 briefly, did a couple of missions on there, uh, turned Far Cry on even brieflier. But uh, it, I'm looking forward to maybe getting into Far Cry. I'm hoping I'm going to enjoy it. It just hasn't, you know, that vibe hasn't hit me yet. You just need a, a very mean email sent to you <laughs> by the main antagonist. Yeah, I haven't gotten that one. That will get you motivated. I have not gotten that one, so... Um, other than that, on PC, uh, not too much more League of Legends Teamfight Tactics. Uh, they actually just released, I think it was yesterday, a duos mode where you could do 2v2v2v2. Two v two v two v two. Uh, so I was actually having a lot of fun with that. I had a buddy or actually two buddies I tried that with. It was a lot of fun. Um, other than that, oh yeah. Uh, so the Halo Game pa- or game pa- Xbox Game Pass uh, was down to a dollar again. Uh, for three months. So I signed up again. Uh, and because of that, now the Halo beta is out, or at least the multiplayer beta. So I tried that briefly for about an hour and a half or so. I had fun with it. I wasn't playing with any friends or anything. So obviously it could be more of an entertaining experience with friends. But uh, I didn't mind it, to be honest. It's It seemed pretty polished. I was having fun playing with some of the guns, trying to find that needler again and had so much fun with that. But overall, it's it's probably going to be a decent game i'm looking forward to people enjoying it and i think this is what xbox really needs they need a standout game that's going to come out and actually be functional as well, opposed to some other games hopefully I, I didn't read too much into it because we're a playstation podcast not an xbox podcast so i didn't go too far in but i did see an article that said uh, a couple of modes and co-op are delayed even further now for the single player so you know i i could see that making people wait a little longer but whatever you don't have to pay for it so exactly that's the point spend a dollar on game pass and then you get the game for free so for three months that's crazy you pay (laughs) a little over 33 cents a month yeah pretty much yeah 
But it's profitable. It's, it's profitable. profitable. Come on. Profitable. Come on. I think we might even talk about mm. that later, but it's profitable. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that is it for my week. Uh, how about yourself, Curtis? Did you play anything new? I'll make this quite short and sweet. Uh, I finished up <laughs> I finished up uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, act, well, almost. I did finally finish that last little hidden quest in the Iki Island. Uh so I finished everything story-related. The only thing I have left to do if I want to really do all the trophies is just uh, the new game plus. So I kind of started that, but I don't know if I'm actually going to finish it because it's not like it adds to another platinum or anything. So, yeah. No, it's and it's not something that's easy to like just run through either. It's it, Even if you skip cinematics and whatnot, it's it's still takes a while to do new game plus yeah some of the missions are a little longer than the time i'd like to give them so yeah. i might skip on that one but no other than that that's all i really did steve nice. how about you did you get anything in this week i did get one game in uh i don't know you might already be aware of it but uh just because my online profile but i went back uh, again just being bored don't know what to play uh arkham knight was fine but again i just Every once in a while, I'm like, ah, you know, I've had enough of that experience. Like, I enjoyed it, obviously. Um, but, like, when you're not really into the story, it's easier for me to just kind of, like, fade away. So, I faded away, and I found myself back in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And it's, you know, I, again, I do like the combat. I love having the shield again. When you get a certain point in that game, when you have enough skills... Combat is almost a little too easy, but it's sometimes I enjoy the overpowered stuff. It's it's a nice uh, refreshing take from, uh, you know, getting tormented by Dark Souls all the time and those enemies. So then to feel like a god in these other games, sometimes it's refreshing. So as playing that, having a, a good time, like I'm not doing any story stuff because that story doesn't really speak to me. I think they really kind of shit the bed on that one. But, uh, you know, raiding and I'm running around. I. You know, side quests are useless still. Like, I kind of figured that out quick. I'm like, there's just so throwaway. I'm like, did, did they even pay anyone to write these? Or did they just steal them from, like, Reddit pages of, like, silly ideas? I don't know. But anyway, uh, yeah, just having fun with the combat. I just keep finding more forts. Like, I, I, I go into, like, these raid areas, and I don't even call my teammates. That's how easy battle is now for me. So I just, like, take care of the whole thing by myself. And then last second, because you need help to, like, open chests and force open doors, then I'll call them when everyone's already dead. The town's just on pure fire, and they're like, oh, Jesus Christ he's a demon um so having fun doing that but i gotta say what are we like a year out from that game's release it still has vertical sync issues on my ps5 are you kidding me i have huge stutters randomly it's not a consistent thing but i'd say every minute or so the screen will just stick for like i'd almost say two seconds and then i almost feel like it's about to crash and then it finally catches up again and I just can't believe Ubisoft, like, you know, I we shit on them a lot, but, you know, man, do they really deserve it lately? Like, a year after, and this game still is not running good on next-gen consoles. PC I, I Master don't, like, Race! Well, you know, let's talk about Arkham Knight on your PC Master Race. <laughs> you know, how many games don't work on that, too? Point taken. So, I'm just saying, like... It has nothing to do about limitations. It's these developers, and they just don't try. And it's just, it kind of irks me. So I'm like, and that's another reason I like, why would I want to commit to finishing that story when this game still doesn't run? And you know, you're not exactly telling me to buy your next video game. To go back so, to your uh, side quests. I wonder if they go back to all the community made missions from the previous game and then just copy and paste <laughs> into the new one with the new characters. Honestly, <laughs> honestly. So, I mean, the faces look really good in that game. I'll give it that. And you know, there's, for an early next gen ish title, like you know, it's kind of more ported forward, but whatever. It looks okay, but I just yeah, the I just can't believe it runs that bad. Like a year after, mm -hmm. you know, especially we're talking about a company that has a history of saving games. Uh, look at Rainbow Six Siege. It wasn't Grand Slam at launch, but they stuck with it. They improved it, and then also the community was there, and now it's a solid game it's been you know how many years old now people are still playing it it's great awesome and they've done that a few times even the division didn't start that it didn't step on solid ground after launch and they worked on it so i'm just i'm looking at this this one of their 
flagship titles and you gave up <laughs> like what yeah. y- yet they keep adding content content that i don't even ask for by the way i try to go back to my main town and i guess the halloween content stuff is there well now i have no idea like it's just a mess there's shit everywhere for this theme and i'm like well i'm trying to build stuff and you have all this crap in my way and i you know i'm already trying to like remember how to play this game as a whole so i'm you know i'm a little shaken up as is trying to figure out I'm like how do i build buildings again and how do i do this yeah. well it doesn't help when you have all that stuff in your way yeah, <laughs> like, no the events are probably good for people who are consistently playing it and yes. just they know what's going on all the time with their base and everything but jumping in and then there's an event happening it's like where do i get my quest again <laughs> like, oh i know how do i change my things? hair my yeah. tattoos i and then, yeah, I'm just like, you have all the time to make this stuff. But again, this game still has vertical sync issues. I haven't seen that since Titanfall on the Xbox One. It is, And even that, it's just like, it shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> I, I don't know. So whatever. We, we can move past it. That's the only game that I really got my hands on this week. Uh, I just play a little bit kind of every day, uh, except yesterday. I was well, a very sleepy boy. There's a game that you could have had your hands on. Did you want to talk about that one? <laughs> transition so as chris alluded to uh kind of a funny let's call it a steve side story but um it was a fun situation we didn't get any eldering codes uh some of you might have noticed that i was sour not too sour like i i sometimes over exaggerate just for dramatic effect i would say but I was definitely, you know, slightly disappointed. I would have loved to play that game. Uh, it looked good. And we did actually, or I got to speak to one of our friends um, that got the code. And he was actually went into the Elden Ring beta or alpha or whatever you want to call it. A little with hesitancy, but um, played it and uh, he enjoyed the heck of it. All his um, issues going in and concerns seemed to be uh alleviated after he had enough time with that game and he's actually really excited now and he said it's a day one pre-order now but anyway for myself uh you know i I, my phone has an issue with google services sometimes uh so i don't always get notifications on my emails apparently uh so this was a fun one but yeah uh after exactly after the network test finished on sunday monday i get a notification uh from one of the homies of the home of play podcast and uh sir john here emailed us and was actually willing to part with his code allow us to get into the elden ring beta and of course we missed it because that's just how life works with me. <laughs> yeah. So it was really nice of him. He said he would, he wanted to try it himself, uh, but he was willing to part with it for our sake because of something I said about burning things down if I didn't get a code again. So I just want to thank John, uh, not only for writing in, being a fan of the show, humbling us by allowing you know us to take up an hour of his day um it means a lot and then to offer us that code was amazing uh i mean you're just you're you're a bloody legend uh i just want to say that um so yeah i just i'm really appreciative and then he did write in because i missed uh the opportunity that he went into it and he also uh seemed to enjoy it the only i think the only downside he noted is you know obviously you can't keep progression in a beta so when we all start to play this game legit in february uh starting from (laughs) ground zero so uh what else can we say but yeah just thanks again john i appreciate that and uh you know the rest of you too if you have things you want to write in uh questions or even if you just want to have a conversation outside the show as john found out we're pretty keen to writing back uh we don't mind we like communicating it doesn't have to be on the show and if you do write in and you want your questions on the show i always forget to mention this but please let me know if you'd like your name to be set on the show or you want an alias you know it's up to you uh, I just, I always forget to mention that and then I have to email back, but, uh, thanks John. Anyway, I now have, uh, the email address set up on my phone. <laughs> so the I have yes. now gets the notification. <laughs> yeah. Before I yes. was on PC, but now it's on my phone. So yeah, now we got Chris making sure that I'm doing my job. <laughs> so anyway, I think that's enough of that. We can move on to the bite-sized news. Sony has detailed its PlayStation Black Friday sale. This one comes from VGC. Not much to talk about here, but there's some decent sales. So if you hear this in time, uh, I would look into it. Uh, You know, some things are kind of funny. Deathloop's already 50% off. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just yet Returnal's only 33% off. I mean, it makes you 
kind of understand. I promptly sent a text to Steve saying, "Hey, lost judgment. It's on sale. If you're interested, not enough of a sale though. Uh, not enough. Yeah, for- I know. I had a feeling it's it's lower, but mm, you can wait. Because the other <laughs> one I saw too was um, Death Stranding director's cut. But still, I think it's only like 20 some percent off. I'm like, no, that's still. Yeah, I'm like, this is still almost a full price game. I'm sorry, guys. Little Nightmares 2. I was like, it's still too pricey. (laughs) Yeah, it's true, too. So anyway, if you guys are interested, check that out. Uh, Going on, there's zero chance of Dying Light 2 being delayed again. This one comes from Push Square. In an interview, the lead game designer, Smectala, said the following in response to a question about yet another delay. Uh, Here's the quotes. The game is going to be released next year in February, and that's what we focus on. That's what we've worked on. So absolutely zero chance of that happening. That's a little reassurance, hopefully, but I don't know. This game's had quite a few delays. <laughs> uh, Chris, you're making faces. I'm making what a lot of thoughts? faces, man. <laughs> Just the trends of everything getting delayed. I wouldn't be surprised, even if it's a small one, even if it's like a week or a month. I would not you, surprise me. You played the original one, right? Uh, no, actually. It's always oh, really? it's surprisingly one that I haven't, which is weird because it seems totally up my alley to play that. but. For I have sure. not tried it, but I've heard good things about it for the most part. You're always like my zombie guy friend, yeah. so I just assume anything that has a zombie you've already dealt with in some way. Yeah, I'm the one guy probably out there that really liked Dead Island. There wasn't a lot of people that seemed to play that one. I had to talk. Hey, everyone liked the trailer. Yeah, the trailer. Both of them. <laughs> and Curtis, I don't. Did you have any experience with Dying Light? No, I don't even remember which one that is. I think I was confusing it with Dead Island. Actually, uh, oh, yeah. it's basically parkour. parkour zombies. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. No, it's no, not really up my alley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not too big on zombie stuff uh, that often. Like, you know, certain ones stand out, like Resident Evil, and I'm willing to give it a chance over my biases, but whatever. Uh, leaked WWE 2K22 trailer shows off redesigned controls and a new showcase. Uh, this one comes from VGC. WWE 2K22 will be the first... 2K titles since the series skipped an annual release due to disastrous launch on the 2K20 version. And yeah, not much to say here. Basically, uh, I just wanted to bring it up because the last launch was two years ago and it was horrendous. Awful. Uh, Awful. Uh, The glitches were just amazing. And (laughs) Chris is making hand gestures (laughs) to suggest the insanity that that game had. And that was due to them uh, ripping the license away from the original creators and giving it to other developers and yeah, it did not turn out well. So I do think they hired extra help this time around in hopes that, you know, it's not a repeat and hopefully, I don't know. I watched the video and I got to say, like, I haven't played a 2k or a WWE game in general in forever, but I, every once in a while, I'm always like, ah, oh, I used to have fun with those games when I was a kid. Like, so maybe if they do it and, you know, maybe if it becomes a PlayStation plus game or something, like I'll, I'll try it. I don't know. I just, I, I can't see myself buying it. Not, nothing against it. It's just, you know, it doesn't, it's not in my wheelhouse anymore. The W, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say I grew out of it because that seems like I'm slamming other people, but I truly am not trying to be an ass about just this. Lost it's just, interest. it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Like for me, I've never been a big wrestling fan, but my uncle was, and we played tons of, I think it was on PlayStation, SmackDown versus Raw. Oh my God. Oh, so much Even fun. it's just SmackDown was great yeah. on the original PlayStation. Oh, SmackDown and SmackDown 2. I can remember the cutscenes oh, yeah. in that. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with those, even though I wasn't big on wrestling, but yeah, hopefully it'll be, it, it's gotta be better than the previous one. I'm, I'm saying that bar is super low for this one. They need to put that in the advertising. It's like, Hey, it can't be worse. <laughs> it's like literally it can't. Uh, so then we go on to battlefield 2042. Uh. Someone made a list of every missing feature and it's quite long. This one comes from IGN. Uh, so basically a Reddit post uh, from some guy, I forgot to rip his name, I apologize, but he went on to basically list an insane amount, like even what I put here, guys, is not even oh, yeah. close uh, to, so you can find, uh, if you go to IGN, find the article, they'll show you his post, it goes on forever, I'm going to read a few here, but these are all features that they talked about that are missing Uh, and just nobody's talking about. But no persistent lobbies requiring players to matchmake after every game. 
seems interesting. No global leaderboards, no standard server browser, fewer standard game modes like Team Deathmatch, fewer vehicle types, no small transport type vehicles such as ATV or bikes, fewer gun choices, various mobility mechanics like manual leaning. Hot, yeah, I remember that in the beta. That one actually kind of pissed me off. I didn't understand why that wasn't in there. High wall vaulting, backwards prone, no diving while swimming which that one, I don't know if you'd need technical issues like less control and UI optimization options, less ultra wide monitor support. Curtis is looking and issues with aim assist on console. A less obvious method of communicating a medic is on the way to revive down teammate and an easily a few dozen more complaints. And they're not overblowing that there are many <laughs> dozen more complaints well yeah they're not I even don't talking about say. this is just stuff that's missing the stuff that's there is awful the mm -hmm. ui is awful like oh it's my god bad. it's hard to navigate um that scoreboard thing in game like that's just that's like seems like one of the obvious things then there's vehicle problems like there's too many of the vehicles and they're way too overpowered way too mm -hmm. overpowered and then there's like glitches too where i, I was watching a video where somebody was uh, flying one of the jets and they were literally just bouncing off the buildings and diverting <laughs> i was like what the heck is going on with this shit this is awful <laughs> so i don't know they've they really dropped the ball the only thing i'm hearing is that the portal mode within the game because you could go back and play the old battlefield maps like in the old style that's the only thing that's actually good which is like, you may as well just turn on the older games if the servers are, I don't know if they're still running, but yeah. This is a full price game, rough. correct? Yep. Oh yeah. I mean, some of this stuff, there's rumors that like, like, is it, it's not out yet. This is still early. This is the early access period that I think they're going I believe right it's out now. Is it maybe, okay. Because I know there was a rumors that there might be a day one patch that might fix a lot of problems. Um, but uh, like a, a global leaderboard, that does seem like something that would come out when the game's officially launched, yeah. not the early access thing. But uh, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure about that. Because I know a lot of people were playing it on the early access, which yeah, was like it a is week. Today's literally the... Okay, day, so there might coming. be a patch today? I don't know. <laughs> Either way, but like, you know, it's funny. We were just reading, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, about how it wouldn't have an in-game chat feature. Does that, that surprise me yeah. now that I see this? Like, yeah. you know, now it all just kind of makes sense. I just, I can't believe... You know, it really upsets me because I, I talk about this all the time. I'm not a fan of the Frostbite engine. I think the Frostbite engine is a detriment to almost anyone that has to use it. Uh, I, it's one of the biggest problems with the... I mean, I'm not saying Anthem would have been a perfect game if they were able to use the Unreal Engine, but it definitely held them back and it caused a lot of issues. And we've heard this from multiple developers. And now my question is, and you guys can chime in if you want, DICE made this freaking engine and they still can't even they're having issues making a first person shooter which it was developed to make first person shooters and even they can't make a proper first person shooter with this engine can we please set this engine on fire and let it die already i think it might work well in a single player campaign where <laughs> it's very linear and it's very on in control of the developers it works but when you get an M like a multiplayer battle game it's like the engine just isn't, just doesn't work for that. I do remember when the, the games first came out with a Frostbite engine. It was pretty mm. revolutionary at the time. But it was yeah, like, oh, it only lasted for like the first like three or four years it was out. Yes. And then it's like, it was buried underground. Because like, then the, you could hear stories from the developers saying the problems that they're, they're seeing using this engine. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, EA needs to just let this thing die, allow, like, I know EA wants to keep the money for themselves, but allow your developers to use Unreal or something, or just work on a new engine that's a little more universal and not, uh, it's just so narrow in scope, but it's just, it's unfortunate. I really wanted Battlefield 42 to be something that I would be playing right now, and unfortunately, I said it in previous episodes, wait six months after release, because I had a feeling based on that beta that it was not going to be fully playable or at least in a good state of playing until six months later. And guess what? There we are. So 
Just disappointing. Uh, but we can carry on before <laughs> I start to cry. Yakuza Studio Ryo ga Gotoku. I'm sorry, I'm murdering that. Is working on a new franchise. This one comes from VGC. Uh, while sequel to Yakuza Like a Dragon has already been confirmed, the future of the Judgment franchise is in doubt after an alleged dispute with lead actor Takuya <clears throat> Takuya. I want to, yeah, hopefully that one. Kimura's talent agency. Uh, so we've heard about this before, but anyway, the agency wants, I think it's a ridiculous amount of money and they won't allow him to do certain things in the game because they think it's going to hurt his branding. So Pretty there's just image. a dispute there. Yeah. yeah, his image. So anyway, yeah, there's an issue there. So it seems unlikely we'll get another judgment game, but you know, honestly, I'm excited by new franchises. I think we need new franchises, especially from these guys. Uh, you can only, you know, even uh, judgments seemingly new, right? So uh, before that, all you're getting is Yakuza's. I'm like, yeah, try something else. Like, let's do it. And, and Chris loves these games, so give him something. I don't know how I start. I don't, I love is a strong word. I don't know why, because I, I, for some reason, I've just gotten into them, which is weird. If it's not love, it's Stockholm Syndrome, because you play <laughs> the hours you put into these things. I like, don't want to talk something. about it. There is a deep connection it. somewhere. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> and Curtis, I don't think you're a, a huge fan of these games anyway, so I've never you probably played hover one, over. So no. There you go. Okay, another first-person shooter failure. UK Call of Duty launch sales down 40% year-on-year. This one comes from GameIndustry.biz. And we found out Call of Duty Vanguard's launch sales in the UK are down 40% over last year's game. The latest GSD data shows. Physical retail sales also dropped 26% over last year's game, whereas digital sales fell 44%. Uh, this is, uh, not too surprising. I, you know, I believe when they first revealed the trailer, it was one of those magical ones that the dislikes heavily outweighed the likes on the video. And I just, I think people are done with another World War II shooter. Like we got to be doing other things, got to be making moves. And maybe those moves aren't just making new modern warfares and calling them like you've never had a modern warfare game before. I don't know what to do, honestly, but maybe I I don't, it's hard for me to say, is this a permanent fixture in life? Like, is this always going to happen every year? Call of Duty's finally, you know, we always talk about the day Call of Duty's not the best selling game of the year. I don't think we're there yet, but I don't know. Hopefully this is a sign. And if, if anything, it's hopefully got enough power behind it that it shakes Activision and they actually have to try. You know, it's like what Chris always wants to see in the sports games where it's like instead of just recycling, 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 uh, you actually try and put effort into. It's tough. Yes. It's tough. To reinvigorating. Try. One it thing I want to point out about this, too, is like like we did say, this is UK sales, but apparently uh, North American sales usually are on track with what the UK sales ha- uh, are doing. So. We're likely to see the same sort of result on our end. Yeah. And then one that's going to make Chris a very sad boy. Saints Row delayed till August 2022. This one also comes from GameIndustry.biz. The launch for the upcoming Saint Row's title has been pushed back by a few months to August 23rd, 2022. The original release date was February 23rd, 2022. Chris, I think you were the one out of the three of us I was excited for this game. Uh, Interested. Uh, excited might be a little bit overstating it, but I, I, I do have a lot of fun with the Saints Row games. Um, and this one's looking to be, like I said, it's a, looks a little bit more serious than the other ones, but it's hard to say. You never know just based on the trailer, but this isn't too bad of a push couple months. And like, like we always say, take the time to make it right. Very true. Curtis, were you looking into this game at all? If it's anything like the other ones, then I would have, cause at least it gives you something, I guess not now with uh, GTA already being out and everything, but to avoid the disastrous trilogy. Yeah, even February wouldn't have helped with that. But no. Why? What's looking... wrong with the trilogy? <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. No, I, w- I was looking just... forward to it just to see what it was going to be because, yeah, those are fun. They don't take themselves very seriously, and I like that. Yeah, they said something about they just need time to polish. You know, we've heard that before. Six months is a hefty time for polish. I mean, usually leads me to believe there's needs a little more than just polish. I know Doom Eternal took a a big delay to try to get polish done. So, mm-hmm. and that came, game came out pretty much 
perfect and with, without issues yeah like there was i think there was maybe some server issues at the beginning for the multiplayer or something but that, that didn't last long from what i understand nothing performance wise though so yeah, yeah. performance wise yeah yeah some you know some developers can do it uh it just seems like a most uh most can't so who knows hopefully it does come out great and uh hopefully you both enjoy it uh moving on though we are already running short on time i don't know where it's going but uh, somebody closed the window because time is escaping unknown dev making good progress on vampire the masquerade bloodlines 2 this one comes from push square Uh, i'm not going to go through everything but basically we find out through the cfo alexander bricka that uh he's not going to talk about who's developing this game (laughs) but he's just going to tell us that they're making great progress and uh that we should somehow be excited for this even though it doesn't fill me with confidence that he won't talk about it so i i don't know i don't know what to make of it i i still want this game to be in existence i still want to enjoy it uh maybe i'm just running off a nostalgia power on this one but um it's just yeah i don't know when we when we get games that are just this had so many issues like this it's just really like the odds of them coming out polished, like, you know, I, I'll bring up Cyberpunk till the day I die. Just the odds of them coming out in a workable shape is just not good. You can't hear my eyes rolling loud enough because, like, this is never going to turn out properly. It's just not. They've cut, yeah. they've cut too many of the original people out of this project. They've cut nearly everybody. I don't even know who's left on the project that was, like, been there since the beginning. So it's, oh, it, there's sure. no way. And at, the point, at this point, I'm almost like, Tempted to not want to support them based on all of the stuff they've done. So, well, you're cutting writers from the original, like you talked about. You're and then you cut out and, and the developers of the bloody game, and then you give the scraps of that to another developer. You know how hard that must be. Uh, I just, yeah, I. Anyway, we're, I, we can move on, but it's not coming out next year. It ain't coming out the year after that. That's all I can say. Uh, WB's multiverse. Or sorry, multiverses, because it's clever naming, officially announced features Batman, Arius Stark, or Arya Stark, uh, and more. This one comes from IGN. Oh, did you guys watch this uh, premiere? I didn't watch it, but I heard some of the name drops. So basically, Smash Clone, but the only good thing I can say about it, free to play. And it's all WB's properties. So if I feel like somebody watched space jam the new one and we're just like with all the wb properties like wouldn't it be fun if all those characters in the background could fight each other and that's what this looks like so at least these are the characters that are revealed currently and i'm sure there will be more surprise ones but we get batman superman wonder woman harley quinn shaggy that's right shaggy is going to do fighting and it looks like they might get sued because he definitely goes super saiyan at one point uh, Bugs Bunny, Arya Stark, Jake the Dog from Adventure Time, Finn the Human, Steven Universe, Garnet from Steve the Steven Universe, uh, Tom and Jerry, and then Rain Dog. Uh, apparently, is that's an original character for this game? Uh, are you are you guys excited for this free to play game? I'm good. Silence is deafening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it, I, it might be good. I don't know. The, Nick, with the Nickelodeon guys. one that came out too, that one's been, I don't know, people are enjoying it, but it's like, it doesn't compete with the Smash, so it's like, why bother? <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It just feels like another thing. It's like, well, we have all these characters, what are we going to do with them? Yeah. So here you go. But that's it for the bite-sized news. Let's move on to review roundup. So if you guys think you're having dementia and or deja vu, it's because uh, we finally got the official PS5 scoring for two games we talked about last week. So we're just going to go over them one more time and give you the updated scores. So GTA Trilogy on the PS5 is sitting at a 58 critic score. Uh, That's four positive, 21 mixed, and two negative. So... Yeah, I would not day one buy this one. <laughs> I would not run into the stores. Uh, and user score sitting at a 0.9 user score, 91 positive, 33 mixed, 1,283 <laughs> negative. <laughs> Doing God's work, ER. Uh, and then we'll move on to Battlefield 2042, 66 critic score, one positive, six mixed, zero negative. Uh, fine. I, I don't know. That's not a horrific score but it's not what you want to see on your battlefield and but here we go user score 3.5 66 positive 17 mixed and 158 negative uh so definitely the users do not agree with the critics 
And the last one is Skyrim Anniversary Edition, sitting at a 77 critic score. Uh, not too many reviewers even did this, but six positive, two mixed, zero negative. Uh, but the user score is a lot lower, which I didn't get at first, but it just seems like people are whining that they're like, oh, another Skyrim edition. And I'm like, well, you can't zero give something zero just because you're not happy that there's another version of it. Uh, but anyway, I have to ask, 2. do 9. you know what's special about this edition? Because I don't. Is it, do- Apparently, there's not really anything. There's nothing. Um, it's just so that's the reason re-boxed. why you can zero it. Yeah. I, you, yeah, but you still have to review it as a game. So it's like, if you're upset about something, then you can write that. But it shouldn't influence your score. Like, the game still needs to be reviewed as itself. You, I yeah, don't I just... It's the troll I don't scores. Know. They, yeah. they need, like, a third option where you just want to troll. <laughs> like, if you want to give a zero to GTA because that game doesn't work... That's a totally different thing yeah. than just being upset that, well, there's another version that I don't have. So now I'm upset because I don't want to pay again. Well, then don't pay again. If you're saying it's the same thing, then you're just as good. But anyway, zero positive, one mix, 11 negative. So there you go. That's it for a review roundup. That means it's time for me and Chris to synchronize. And let's get into the, the news. news. Number one. Whoops. This one comes from GameIndustry.biz. In a blog post, the publisher said it wants to sincerely apologize to anyone who has encountered issues playing these games. The Grand Theft Auto series and the games that make up this iconic trilogy are as special to us as we know they are to fans around the world. The statement continued. The updated versions of these classic games did not launch in a state that meets our own standards of quality or the standards our fans have come to expect. We have ongoing plans to address the technical issues and to improve each game going forward. With each planned update, the games will reach the level of quality that they deserve to be. The company also announced that it would be adding the classic PC versions of the three titles back to the Rockstar store, that's a mouthful, as a bundle after removing them from the online store prior to the release of the Definitive Edition, which should no longer be called the Definitive Edition. Additionally, anyone who purchased the Definitive Edition before June 30th, uh, 2022, will receive the classic versions of the three games for free. Uh, So I guess that's a little peace offering after they just push you down the ground and Gave you the business. Um, I I don't even know where to start with this. Like, this is so... Like, this is Rockstar, man. Like, this is Rockstar, and they give us some of the most influential games of our time. of Definitely of our generation. Like, I remember Grand Theft Auto 3 and the craziness. Uh, 4 was pretty big, but, and then 5. Like, you know, we're talking about a game that sold over 150 what was it, 155 million like, copies which i don't you know is that possible i'm like did my grandma come back from the dead and also buy this game the numbers don't make any sense but yeah here we are and they gave us a giant heap of crap and now they just want us to wait while they work on it so instead of delaying it and releasing it when it's ready they just want you to pay them to work on it to get to a state that it should have been day one and that's basically the only way i can address this no you're you're right on the money this is such a train wreck the only thing I'll give them credit for, the only thing, they one-upped Blizzard by putting the old games back on the store. <laughs> yeah, that's They will not give us back point. Warcraft 3, the original. Those, yeah, people. But no, this is just uh, awful. Like, I, I mean, we have ongoing plans to address the technical issues, as you should, and to improve each game going forward. How do you improve them? Like, you re-release them in this definitive edition. There should already be improvements. People are comparing the games, and there's like literally no improvement as far as I can see. Maybe a little bit of gloss on everything. I don't know. But like I've seen mods that have improved the games significantly more than just this. Mm-hmm. The, the, like people are actually like legit recommending, hey, go play the original if you can, because this is like garbage. I don't know. This is just I don't even think it's like is it a, it's not a cash grab like it seems like it, this would be a cash grab but they don't need money <laughs> like yes. so it's like i don't i don't know this is just I, I think weird this, to me i think this came in with good intentions it's just there must have been i don't know just technical issue after issue and then by the end they're just like oh my god what did we get ourselves into it's like in the office it's like oh yeah that team's working on the project and then the other team's thinking oh no yeah that team's working on the project and then release date happens and they're like oh wait wait, didn't you do that work didn't you do that work oh (laughs) what garbage so curtis this is clearly uh a purchase that you're intending to make 
soon. Uh, I mean, (laughs) 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 so (laughs) it makes, I'm trying to think back now too, like even the time of GTA three, when that came out, were widescreen TVs even a thing? Or is this in even uh, even Vice City? Were those actually on a sixteen by nine screen, or was that still set for four by three? Because maybe they that's were four by three. I'm I think it's four by three. Yeah. That might be part of the reason why. And again, this might be an engine thing, but I don't, I don't know. But you start trying to scale stuff up, even though it's only your uh, perspective. But things like your camera, you're looking back while on a bicycle, and you get like literally get the guy's face. <laughs> As your view and nothing behind. It's just so. his dead eyes with nothing <laughs> behind them. <laughs> like So it just seems like... And they should have caught all these things, but it kind of just feels like they thought it was going to be an easy thing to try to release it for the new platforms because some of the... I guess some of those games can you even play, especially with like backwards compatibility. I don't even think you can get them other than this now, so... Mm-hmm. Let me try. I'll be right back. Because <laughs> I have Vice City, I think, on PlayStation 4. At least whatever version of it I have. I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm actually tempted now to try it, seriously, to download it on the PS5, see if it works. <laughs> yeah, it just yeah, doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense how something like, like you were saying, like from this developer could release something like this. Like it's basically Cyberpunk version 2. Like, do you not realize it's broken? Did you guys not play test it before you released it? Especially, well, even like we talked about um, last week, like they had all those for the PC version, they had all these files they didn't intend for people to get their hands on. And I'm just like, how, like, I don't know. This is a train wreck from stem to stern. I, I, I can't put any other words on it. It's, it's definitely laughable. That's the only thing I can say. Uh, I don't know. I would like to say they put their best foot forward, but that would be a blatant lie. So anyway, I guess it's time to move on to number two. Let's get physical. This one also comes from GameIndustry.biz, and I will let Chris take it. PlayStation fans across Europe and beyond heavily favor retail for their game purchases, with more than 10 million boxed games sold in the console's first 10 months on sale. The figure comes from Global Sales Data's presentation at GI Live, London last month, where the firm's video game consultant, Sam Nagy, took a deeper look at the console's cumulative sales from its launch in November 2020 to the end of August 2021. GSD tracks full game box sales from 23 countries and digital sales from 49 and covers all the major publishers. The company found that retail has consistently outsold digital with 51% more boxed games sold than downloads by the end of August. November 2020 was the only month where full game downloads have outperformed retail sales at 950,000 units compared to 840,000. After this, PlayStation 5's retail games have consistently outsold digital every month. And the gap has widened over time. In December 2020, five retail games were sold for every four downloads. By the end of August, this had increased to three boxed games for every two digital. In total, 10.14 million boxed games were sold for PlayStation 5 between launch and end of August. December, January, June, July, and August all saw more than 1 million games sold within the month. Meanwhile, 7.51 million digital games were sold during the same period, and no single month saw more than 1 million sales. The highest performing months for digital game sales were December and January at 870,000 each, but this falls short on retail's lowest performing month with 880,000 sales sold in March. Interesting stuff. You know, we keep hearing more that digital's becoming more mainstream. It's uh, picking up momentum. In fact, I believe we've heard a few games in the past talk about how their digital sales have way outpassed. Uh, you know, I remember hearing numbers, the, what was it, two to three for, uh, or sorry, three to two digital. And now it's, Clearly not the case, or at least with PS5, it's not the case. Um, so I'm actually quite surprised when I read this. Uh, I knew, like, you know, digital is going to take some time, but it definitely seemed like with the pandemic, everyone just expected the numbers to just overtake physical uh, by a large margin. And uh, here we are. I, I, You know, when I saw this and I uh, was doing the articles, I was really surprised. Doesn't surprise me. 
No? You still think... Well, so you... Actually, I'm surprised you're not... It sounds like a bad sentence, but I'm surprised that you're not surprised. Uh, specifically because you're PC and, you know, PC has been... Be- oh, not that it's an impossibility, but they're primarily digital. But the difference being is that my PC games, when I buy them, I never pay full price. Mm. You're normally going through, like, Green Man Gaming or something, you can get a discount, and even there, most PC games, I think, actually, once uh, the new gen came out, then they started matching the price, but they were actually hovering around, like, the fifty nine ninety nine still, rather than, you know, $80, $90, but... Um, it makes sense that physical will still outperform for the people that want to resell. They play the game, they get rid of it. If it's digital and you're paying, you know, 70, 80, 90 dollars for it, it better be good. Otherwise, I'm still I'm still burnt by Red Dead 2, which I bought a digital version for, and I think I played four hours and that's it. And I lost like eighty dollars. Yeah, I would agree. Do you have a do you have a voice in this, Chris? Uh, I agree with Curtis for the most part. Like me, my physical games that I get nowadays are if I could get it for a deal, like sometimes Amazon has deals where it's like you order three games and you get a certain percentage off. I'll do that usually in that case. Or like Curtis also said, where it's like, I, I'm pretty sure this is a game that I'll only play one time and then never play again. And so put, have that potential to at least resell it after I finished it. Uh, where, especially like for a game that maybe doesn't have multiplayer or something. So uh, I, I expect digital to definitely pick up uh, speed. I mean, like you say, uh, PC's been digital forever. I don't even know where you could find physical copies of PC games. It's I, like you don't see too many of them. At, you go to GameStop and is there even like a, a wall of them? Maybe even maybe just one <laughs> just, wall. Just World of Warcraft still. <laughs> it's World of Warcraft, yeah. Final Fantasy. That's it. So, I mean, it's, I expect this to happen. And I think we're seeing this too with like how GameStop's really struggling. Uh, wow. <laughs> so, um, I, I, this is, it makes sense to me, especially with COVID times too. It's obviously going to see pick up in digital sales because people aren't, aren't going to go out and pick up those physical games. So, this makes sense to me. So, I f- think, and it might be a little skewed, especially with uh, the PS5 having an exclusive digital version that those digital sales are, they might be spiked a little more because that might have been the console people were only available to get. They didn't have a physical one because of all the, the high demand. So it might, it might be a little skewed because of that. Just another well, and, thought. Well, and look too, like Akina Bridge of Spirits, the game's been out for a while now, but the physical version didn't even come out till just mm-hmm. like now. So it's like, like, I mean, that's probably not common. Like, I think this might even be the first one I've seen in a long time like this. So. What was the game that was announced? There was some deluxe edition that you buy the thing and it's not even going to come with the disc. It's going to come with the download code. I don't remember what oh, it is. Oh, I but, remember hearing yeah, that. But I know what you're talking there's about. There's stuff like that that's happening. In, probably not as frequently, but that might be more of a standard who who claims the sale in that regard is it <laughs> yeah. physical or digital or both? I, feel exactly. like, I feel like that is being pushed by um you know sony and xbox and all these other people too because you know when you have to make a physical game you're losing some of those sales but when you can go digital you retain all i mean depending if it's a first party or not obviously there's you know varied levels here but let's say if it was first party you get to keep 100 percent Versus going retail and you lose a certain percentage just because you have to pay for discs and boxes. But, but usually the prices of the games are usually the same. That's the problem. Yeah. That's where I, I've always been one person who's like digital games to me should be cheaper because you're you're already cutting out the middlemen of like the GameStops and that. And that's why the price is up a little higher because they want their cut off the game, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you're already cutting out the middlemen. It should be cheaper in my my yeah. point of view. but it's, No, it definitely it's should be cheaper. But I think that is... That's a whole other conversation. Oh, I know. We we've, we've talked about it before, too. Well, so. it's just because how do you go to Walmart and say, we want to undercut you, but please sell our console? Yeah, exactly. You know, like it's just, yeah, you'd be stepping on a feet. So I don't know. I just thought this article was interesting. I would have thought digital would have already taken over uh, with the pandemic, uh, but it looks like people, I think Curtis said a few points that make sense to me. Uh, you know, you can buy these physical games. If you don't like them, you have a chance to sell them. Some people are just going to buy used games 
and then resell them. And then, you know, there's very little investment there. And when money's tight, if, you know, we've heard about job losses, all that kind of stuff, uh, it just makes more sense. So there you go. Uh, yeah, I definitely didn't see that one coming, but uh, physical's still alive and well. Here we are. So we're going to move on to number three. Let's play, Spencer says. This one comes from VGC. Can you take it away, Curtis? Looks like it's kind of a two-parter here. I'm seeing an A and a B. So yeah. we'll start off with A. Uh, asked about Elder Scrolls 6 in a new profile with GQ to celebrate 20 years of the Xbox. Spencer revealed his thoughts on how the upcoming RPG will fit in Xbox's lineup. And this is a quote. It's not about punishing any other platform like I fundamentally believe all of the platforms can continue to grow, he told GQ. But in order to be on Xbox... I want us to be able to bring the full complete package of what we have. And that would be true when I think about Elder Scrolls 6. That would be true when I think about any of our franchises. Okay, so we can kind of stop there. Uh, here you go. It, you know, nothing's ever like set in stone until it's out. But it does seem like he's alluding that Elder Scrolls 6 will be console exclusive to Xbox Series X and S. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's disheartening. It, it sucks. Um, here's a franchise that I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's been on PlayStation for generations and blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I, I think the first one I came, I don't know if Morrowood even came to it. I think it was, uh, Oblivion, right? That was the first one to come to a PlayStation console. Oblivion for sure. I can't remember if Morrowind was. I, think it was I don't the think first... Morrowind. No, I think Oblivion I think was Morrowind went on Xbox, wasn't it? It was on Xbox 360. I feel like it was Xbox and PC. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, so, you know, that's whatever. But I would, I would argue, though, that other than PC, PlayStation is probably, PlayStation's probably the second biggest market for that title. Yeah. And now you just kick them on the side of the road. Right. Uh, so I just think business-wise, it's dumb. I, I, the counter-argument, I could totally understand somebody telling me that, well, you know, this, they want to drive sales for Game Pass. They want people to buy an Xbox. And, you know, for myself, it just drives me to go and purchase a new video card like I'm doing right now <laughs> and uh, get a new PC ready. And uh, I don't know, Curtis, do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, I mean, I doubt you care as the PC guy anyway. It's, it depends on the game. Like, obviously, something like Elder Scrolls, I'm going to play it on PC, so it doesn't affect me much. But looking at, because the fact that like Microsoft ended up buying ZeniMax, which owns Bethesda, or is like the parent company, you're going to have other games that are going to be affected too. So if this is the first of many, um, yeah, it might suck. It might affect a lot of these decisions, but something like this, no, I don't care. Yeah, I think I should say too that like, and I, I've said in other recordings, but I prefer... Uh, Elder, uh, not Elder, I want to say Elder, Elder Ring so bad. Uh, yeah, Elder Scrolls, I, I've always played them on PC, actually, and me not even being a big PC person, it's just the best place to play these games. Like, I don't care if it's Fallout, El <laughs> not Elden Ring, <laughs> <laughs> Elder Scrolls, um, I don't know, I would even argue, like, id's properties like doom and such uh wolfenstein like i would say almost everything bethesda touches belongs better and usually runs better on pc don't get me wrong always riddled with bugs no matter what uh console or you know service it shows up on but it, it is a little sad to see that you know playstation fans are going to get screwed especially if, if you were someone who got a ps4 and your first not that it ran well on the ps3 but at least on ps4 i think elder uh Skyrim worked okay. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, not great to hear, but there you go. You get... Uh, I feel bad for the game, too, because there's going to be less people to get their hands on it, so they're definitely not going to talk about numbers. There might be an outcry after a while that, hey, PlayStation fans got screwed, and they're looking at their numbers like, oh, look, we didn't get as many sales. Oh, why is that? Oh, because we're missing an entire half of our audience. Oh, for sure. Um, so then you can move on to part B, uh, Curtis, if you will. Xbox Game Pass is very, very sustainable right now, Spencer says. This is also from VGC. Who starts a quote with I mean? Seriously. <laughs> I mean, you could do the math on Game Pass, Spencer replied. And I we? Guess... 
<laughs> I guess you don't know how many subscribers we have or how many each subscriber is paying, but you can make some fairly informed decisions and literally just do the math on what we think Game Pass could eventually be. You can do that on any part of the business. Okay, so I'm going to stop you right there. Is that not the most messed up sentence or paragraph that you've ever seen? He literally is trying to tell people it's profitable, but by the end it's, of the paragraph, he's like, what it could eventually be. It's like a looting. That is the most, so, yes. Yeah. It, it is the most CEO statement I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I just, I couldn't believe it when I read it. I'm like, did you actually just say that? And then he literally says, you can do the math, but you don't know our subscribers. And, um, and you don't know how much they're paying, but you can do the math, Chris. You can do the math. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm, but I'm, I'm like, we can't. Like, I we, can we can't. confirm that they at least have $4 from my friends. <laughs> That's what I know definitively they have in their bank account. $4 for three months. Well, and like I bring up uh, my one buddy all the time. Like he still, after a year, has not paid a single dollar for Game Pass. And he just told me that he got enough points to get another three months free. And I think he still had a year left of freeness. So, I mean, this thing's going on forever and he's doing it purely on this point system they have. So, yeah, I, I can't do the math because as far as I'm aware, the people in my social circle, I don't know anyone that's paid more than a dollar for the service. But, but hey, <laughs> hey, he says it right here. Absolutely, Game Pass is sustainable. <laughs> he's he's saying it. He's saying it, why it's you sustainable. <laughs> it's sustainable it's simply because Microsoft has billions of dollars and they have Daddy's credit card. However, despite its continued growth, Xbox Game Pass attracted fewer new subscribers last year than Microsoft had targeted. Aww. But do the math. Yeah, but do the math. Damn it! <laughs> it's just like I wonder if Spencer has ever been seen. At a Taco Bell trying to argue if he can, you know, get three tacos for 33 cents each. <laughs> like, I just, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know how this thing, I mean, I do know it's, it because no other company in the world could afford to do what they're doing with Game Pass. I, I will go down, I will die on that hill. Do you, do you agree with me on that one? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, like, they, it's a no-brainer, for sure. I, I just feel like any other company would be so debt-ridden, like, even beyond uh netflix and i know their debt staggering as well but uh, you know i don't really mean to shit on the service i'm not talking about the quality of the service it's no. just i feel like i just couldn't believe when i read this that like someone could say these things and at the same time say the opposite thing it it's a mind fudge we could still hands down say it's one of the best consumer things you could probably do because it's <laughs> like the the benefits you get from it are amazing amazing but yeah He's literally asking us to calculate the number and we're saying we don't know how we're to get that number. So it's like, thanks for asking. <laughs> and I still, and it's just like, it, you know, they keep pushing that they have like all the faith in the world for Game Pass, but at the same time, Halo's now free for anyone and you don't need Game Pass. So why are you doing that? To me, it tells me that you didn't, well, like we read, they didn't get as many new subscribers as they thought. So is this just another ploy to be like, hey, like you really like that multiplayer, maybe like the single player, but you got to sign up to Game Pass to get that other mode. And eventually, if they ever bring co-op in, like they promised. So there's, uh, there's a lot of levels to this one, but it's a labyrinth of terminologies, that is for sure. It's okay, Steve, all the fans of Halo, they're going to pay for it anyway. Well, Even if and, they have it for free. And maybe if it, it they, I don't and maybe Halo deserves it. I'm not a fan or a huge fan of Halo. Like I've had my time with it, like anyone else, a land party when you know you're in was I even in high school? God, I'm old. Back in <laughs> system <laughs> link days. Connecting yeah, an Xbox like, to another Xbox. But uh yeah, anyway, we can move on to the last article of the day. Number four, game of the year goes to this one comes from Push Square. We kind of touched on this last week, but I wanted to reiterate because we have the nominations now, uh the official nominations for v the VGAs this year. And uh, I'm just gonna go through some of the categories. Uh I, I picked the top three, but you guys can go online for sure, find the whole list if you're interested, like how I was interested that Cyberpunk somehow got nominated for Best RPG of the Year when it doesn't work on almost anything except PC. But, you know, I guess 
We're just going to look past that <laughs> like everything else. Uh, so anyway, your game of the year nominations this year are Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village. Yes, Returnal was snubbed. Uh, I, I'm not even a huge fan of Returnal, but everyone I've talked to that does like Returnal would have easily said it at least is better than some of these games. And you can make your own individual arguments for which game, but that's just my take. Best game direction, Deathloop, It Takes Two, Returnal, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. And then the last one I put in here, Best Narrative, Deathloop, It Takes Two, Life is Strange, True Colors, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, and Psychonauts 2. I just got to point something out, though. It Takes Two, almost every person I read a review for said that game had some of the worst dialogue. Uh, the characters were corny, like Chris, the book specifically, everyone talks about how he's just such a basic character, not a lot of depth. And then even, yeah, his like accent and other things were almost offensive. Uh, yet somehow now it's the best narrative in the, of the year. Either that tells me that we did not have any good games with any narrative whatsoever, uh, or, uh, people are lying. So allowing their biases to take over and uh, nominate something that I personally don't think deserves to be in there, at least for that category. If you want to argue gameplay was boss, then fine. All I can say is, have you guys heard about this Deathloop game? Maybe we should try it. <laughs> I hear it's like, it's it half like off right off? now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I don't know. Like, do you guys have any thoughts on this? Like, does anything speak to you here? Do you think this might be the worst year we've ever seen for the VGA nominations? It's expected to be a pretty crappy year when it's a new console launch year. So I'm not at all that shocked, to be honest. At least Resident Evil made it up on the list for game of the year. That's what I put True. my vote in based off of what games I've played. I mean, there are potentially better games for sure. But from the ones that I've played there, which is two of them, Resident Evil Village, uh, I think, did really good. So, well, Curtis, did you play any of these games that were nominated? Uh, of for game of the year, I've played three of them, so yeah, I'm happy with that. And I actually did expect two of them to show up there, so at least I'm, I guess, thirty three percent correct on my nominations. I know you played Ratchet and Clank and Resident Evil. What was the third one you played? Metroid. Oh, I didn't. Oh, yeah, you're right. We talked about that last week. Okay, I didn't remember if you played. It takes two. Somebody else did. I I'm in the Can't... middle of it, but my friend just I can't get him to sit down and play sounds familiar doesn't it chris <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> we never finished it either curtis um so okay now that we have the nominations now that's a little easier for you guys to pick the pony you want to vote on who do you think is going to win game of the year and i start with chris i want it to be resident evil village okay i think Cap well, what do you think Capcom it will needs be to win i don't know i feel like hmm, i don't know I <laughs> making lots of sound effects right now. I uh, it could be Deathloop to be honest. I'm not going to lie. It could be Deathloop. I I I, I don't know. I I want to say Resident Evil Village. To echo him, I want to say Resident Evil Village, but for some stupid reason, I can see it being like Psychonauts or Metroid. Okay. Okay. I'm Somewhere between you guys, I think if you were to ask me out of this list, like I, I, yeah, I'd say out of this list, Resident Evil Village is what I think deserves to win, but I'm terrified. I think it is going to be Deathloop, just seeing how many times it's been nominated, um, which again, just drives me nuts. Like, you know, we can go back to best narrative, Deathloop, and there's multiple reviews on that too, saying like, well, the narrative wasn't too strong. Okay, then why is it? I just, I don't know. There's so many issues here. Uh, and maybe the people nominating these things are having the same issues we did where this year just didn't have a lot. So almost anything that you play this year qualifies, mm -hmm. you know, and so maybe I need to take it easy and be like, you know what, instead of giving them crap, just realize that <laughs> this, you know, we should all be crying <laughs> after yeah. the year we've had in gaming. So it is what it is. Uh, can't change it, but we're going to have to wait till December to find out who takes the cake. I believe it's December 9th, actually. 
So we got through all of our news articles. We got through everything. We're running a little late, but after the magic of editing, it actually should be perfect. So we're just going to get into the last bit of the show, which is homework. What is homework? Homework is when we don't have enough time in the show to get through everything that happened this week. So we just give you the headline of the article, where you can find the article, and then you can go educate yourselves on your own time. So we're going to start CD Projekt Red denies cyberpunk game pass plans after footage appearing in marketing. This one comes from VGC uh it's a little odd uh maybe someone faked it but it kind of makes me think that it's plans for the future and they just don't want to announce it yet new ps5 breakdown with mark cerny is a fascinating watch this one comes from push square and apparently they posted another video where mark cerny just talks about all the difficult decisions they had to make to get the ps5 to where it is today uh new earthworm gym tv series is in the works this one comes from ign uh babylon fall the first preview uh as done by ign is released and uh not looking too promising guys uh unfortunately as much as i love i have a love hate relationship with platinum games uh this one looking like it's going to lean towards the hate uh guardians of the galaxy now has ray tracing on ps5 and xbox series x and s this one also comes from ign remote play on android 12 has been updated to support dual sense ps5 controllers this one comes from push square uh go get it that sounds great ubisoft opens fourth quebec studio this one comes from gameindustry.biz they didn't really talk about what they wanted to do with the new studio yet but there you go it's a new one and uh chris just added kina bridges spirits physical version drops tomorrow but it's actually today as a recording and that one's from playstationlifestyle.net and that is all our homework that is it that's everything we have to do this week so until next monday we just want to thank you once again for giving us your most valuable currency which is your time means everything to us humbles us and until next week goodbye bye guys bye thanks john (laughs) i love when you don't know if it's like one two yeah, he was cooking there. One, two, three. Yeah, well, if I do, if I do the same, you're just going to get tired and sleepy. <laughs> I got I to gotta keep you on your toes. Got to one before I even realized he was counting. It's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> but I mean, I'm used to it now because it's like you never know what kind of steam it is. Exactly. I got to keep you on. I've had two cups of coffee the last 30 minutes. <laughs> this, this, is, this, is, this is hungry Steve. He needs food. <laughs> well, I'm, hung- I'm Hungarian. <laughs> Hey, they're hungry too.